Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Neil. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations with Neil and Matt. We're having a chat today and we're talking about Malachi still. So we're up to the fourth message in that series. Yeah. Might have a break this weekend. I'm thinking oh, about, really? about something else and then going back to it. But Oh, you're going you're gonna to revisit yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's okay. got something else on my heart to do with prayer and yeah, nice. stuff like that. So Yeah, good. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Just the amazing... I have to come along on Sunday love at 9.30. 9.30. 9.30 at uh, 85 Whitewood Road, Howard Springs. In the Northern Territory. Bring your friends. Or you can jump on to our website, ccfnt.org.au. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nearly forgot. That's, that's great, isn't Wait, it? you created it. I did. Uh, <laughs> and go on the live stream. Did you forget your kids' names? Um, do I have kids? Yeah. No, no, I do. I do. You know, I, the classic go through the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're in trouble. When they're in trouble or yeah. just at Starting any, with at, the most at any time. occurrence. <laughs> down to the list. No, not always, actually. It's, yeah, and it's, it's weird, not always the it? same list. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, there's, it's not the same order all the time. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a dog gets thrown in there as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, but... Uh, yeah, so here we are talking about stuff in Malachi. Last yes. week was really about how we worship. Yep. And it, it always comes back to character and heart and mm. love of God, really, for a worship to be true, I think. So yeah. it's, yeah. You know, what what is uh, going through the motions and what's actually really engaged? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, for and, sure. Thing of going through the motions is it's boring anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at this week. Um, really, what I what I looked at was um, God's first burden in this message, which was in the second verse, which is saying that I have loved you, and that word I have loved you doesn't mean I have loved you in the past and stopped loving you. It's I have loved you and will keep on loving you. Basically, yeah. is what that means. Yep. Um, and for us to first of all remember that anything God says to us is because he loves us. Yeah. And, you know, at times we feel a bit aggrieved when we're being told off for something and we think that person might not love them. Like my experience, I don't know about yours, Matt, you can share with me or maybe you can share with your wisdom on parenting um, what it's like as a parent sometimes because you love someone, you have to actually correct them. And a lot of this message in Malachi is like that. There's a lot of correction, but at the same time, there's this invitation into love mm-hmm. and the affirmation that, hey, guys, I have loved you and I am going to keep on loving you. It's it's who I am and everything I do. Everything I say is always coming from that source of love for you. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I remember getting in trouble with my parents at times and I'd think, you know, I'd go away and sulk and, you know... How could they possibly do that? They obviously don't love me. No one loves me. Did you ever have time? Did you like go that? and eat worms? I did. Yeah, good. Delicious. Yeah. Um, no, I, I never got in trouble as a child. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I knew it. Yeah, no, I was the perfect child, uh, and continue to be, to be honest. And <laughs> and uh, the same applies for my children. You know, like that's, yeah, it's good. I've got it all together and I know exactly what I'm doing at all times. Total obedience. And total obedience, total obedience, yeah. So I've got it it all together. Um, 
No, you're absolutely right. There are those times when there are hard conversations that need to have, whether whether we're on the the uh, receiving end or the or the other end. What would the other end be called? The presenting end, the giving end. Giving end. I, I don't know, <laughs> but um, and they are hard but important conversations, yeah. and and need to be. Uh, I think crucially, as as you were talking about on Sunday about how God has has loved us or and continues to love us, is that they're conversations that come out of love mm. to um, lead us on a path that makes us the people that God's calling us to be. Yeah. Um, and you can, I, I think that 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 love part in there is is crucial to that conversation because you mm. can have conversations that aren't based in that. You know, like there's. There's conversations that you can have that are based in anger and frustration and all of that kind of stuff, and that's a very different looking conversation. Yeah. And so, you know, I think for us as as Christ followers, we need to remember that when God is speaking to us, He's speaking to us out of love. Yeah, and He's perfect love. And and it's and it's perfect love. It's not yeah. It's not mm. the the tainted. Love. love yeah. There's a song about that, isn't there? Tainted love. Yeah, Tainted there is. love. Anyway, I don't Would know what it is. It? and No, no, we won't go into that right now. But yeah, you, absolutely. The, there's that love has to be that underpinning thing. And I think that's mm. the, the crucial part of the, the message that we've been looking at from, from Malachi. You know, and as soon as you put love into that and, you know, suddenly things are done not out of obligation, but out of love. Yeah, response you know? of love to love. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, like when I, like like I said, you know, I think about um, the church in general. It's sort of really, I think it is, there is a lot of people going through the motions, of course. There's, mm. Of course there's uh, people that are tender-hearted and seeking God with all they've got, but there is definitely that opportunity for all of us to slip into that, mm. um, yeah, doing Absolutely. things robotically and... Yep. You know, not serving out of love for yeah. God, and it becomes very wearisome, to be honest. Like as soon as you're out of love, yeah. everything's really hard. That yeah. obligation. So, so that was the first thing: is that when we look at this message of God, um, in fact, any message of God, mm. uh, whether it's the comforting message or the correcting message or whatever it might be, underpinning everything is love. Love for us. God loved the world so much; He sent Jesus that. You know, he, he takes no delight in even punishing the wicked. There's a verse mm. that says that. I, I take no delight in punishing the wicked. It's not something God wants to do at all. Mm. And, and I think I would find the same thing with my kids. I had no delight in punishing them. There was never like, oh, great, here's my opportunity. Ah, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, was, it was always yeah. hard, Yeah. you know, but you knew that out of that growth would come and I think when God's talking in this case here, and we're going to be looking at um, Malachi chapter 3 yep. very shortly, um, starting at verse 10, which is mm. about the tithing into the storehouse. Um, yep. Yeah. So as we go through this message, you need to bring into mind, yes, last week we talked about you know, that there's times when actually probably someone shouldn't tithe, and there's times when people should give more than that for sure. Yeah under the new covenant. So this is an agreement that God had with um, Israel in particular. Mm. And, you know, you do this, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, and they weren't keeping their side of the covenant. So 
the love of God here is calling them back to obedience because he knows the result of that obedience. And, yeah. you know, for us, it's no different today. The covenant is a little bit different, whereas, you know, he had this agreement for a tenth. Under actually the new covenant, it's everything. Yeah. You know, I give everything to you, God. Mm. You tell me where I need to put it. Um, you know, how much, when. Mm. Mm. Um, but the whole heart of generosity springing from love, which is what God actually brought this tithe into being in the first place is so they wouldn't forget God. And, you know, when we don't give, we forget God. Yep. We just do. It's just like because our heart's not in it. But God wasn't actually really after a tenth of their income, really. Like, um, I don't know, Matt, do you, do you... I don't know if you remember, there's sort of a joke about it, you know, someone wanting to bring some stuff to heaven and no one was allowed to do that. But God made an excuse for him. The guy rocks up, the pearly gates... And he's got gold bars with him. He said, I brought these up because, you know, these are my most treasured possession and and Peter at the gates, although that's not a true picture, but yeah. Peter at the pearly yeah, gates yeah. says, why are you bringing paving stones? Yeah. You know, like yeah, God, yeah. God doesn't need anything. It's like yeah. he owns everything. He yep. is everything. He supplies everything in the first place. And so here it is, why does God even ask for anything? Mm. Because he knows what we're like basically yeah yep. um so i'll read out the whole passage this is in the new king james version um or should i i'll read the nlt version no eh? feel free to yeah, new eh? king james it's fine man uh, it flows well let's read both where are we nlt oh lovely background music do, 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 it's like elevator music Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we are. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, starting at verse 10. So there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I'll open up the windows of heaven for you. I'll pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I'll guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. It's actually quite a beautiful picture there yeah. of what it can actually be like. And um, th there's three things that I find in this. One is the call of God, uh, which is bring the tithes in. Yes. That there might be food. Number two, the challenge. Test me out on this. Mm. Uh, it's true. The yep. promise that he's going to open the windows of heaven and protect us from uh, what the New King James says is the devourer. Yep. The one that eats everything that we got, and the result that all nations will call you blessed. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, as I read through it, and Matt, I don't know about you, but God's actually looking for this gift of love, right? That's the yep. whole point. It's a response of love to Him. Everything yep. else is a dead thing, yep. right? Yep. So if you look at uh, the verse on the gifts of the Spirit and uh, in Corinthians, and then love what that is it even says this that you could give up your life you could give away everything you have but without love it's actually nothing and so um without love in what we do in what we bring to god it's a sounding gong you know mm. hey look at me mm. or i'm being obedient but it's actually not a real true gift to god because there's not love attached to it what do you think of that Yes, 
Agreed. <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> I don't. Easy. I don't know if there's anything more to add to it. To be honest. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so number one, the call of God is yes. bring it in. Yeah. And it says all the tithe. Now, all the tithe might not necessarily be the whole tithe if we're not bringing it with love. I'll explain it like this. All the tithe means I bring that percentage that you yes. know, keeps the covenant. I bring yes. in my 10%. Yes, the obligation. The obligation side, but the whole yep. tithe suddenly engages the heart. In what yes. You do. And um, there's a one of the... Uh, Incidences that happened in Jesus' life was he healed ten lepers. One came back. Mm. Interestingly, they were all healed of their leprosy. One came back, and he said to him, "Your faith has made you whole." Yeah. So the others got healed, but he'd been made whole. There was this change in his heart, yeah. a recognition of who God was, and that was the wholeness that came. And so, for us, when we're bringing in, we might be able to bring in all the tithe. Yeah. But we're not bringing the whole tithe. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. I yeah. like it. Yeah. And yeah. into the storehouse, um, I think you, you might remember, Matt, what book we link with this. Do you remember it? Nehemiah. Oh, Nehemiah. Nehemiah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Yep. So around about the same time, they're contemporaries, and Nehemiah is an interesting character mm. if you read through it. Um very strong in his opinion and faith and forceful. Yeah. Um, chasing people away, slapping them, beating them. <laughs> it's an interesting read. Go read it. Yeah. Uh, but his heart was for God. And they restored the temple. Uh, people were bringing in their offerings and all that sort of stuff and so happy because now God's thing had been restored. Well, he went away for a bit of time and came back and he found out that no one was bringing in their tithes anymore. Mm. No one was bringing in to support the work of the temple workers, um, the Levites and things like that. And what had happened was it actually says that the the Levites and the worship leaders had all gone back into their fields to work. Yep. In other words, because people weren't supporting what God was doing, those that were actually meant to be ministering couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. They had to go back to their normal work. And so that's what it meant, you know, that that even as part of our giving, it's like what are we supporting in terms of ministry? Yeah. You know, is that our heart or are we like, nah, just let them all go back to work. The work yeah. of God's actually not that important. Um, it's much more important to be out there in the fields. Mm. So that's why that's there, you know. It links in totally with that, that there yeah. might be food in my house. Yeah. And I think it, it works two ways. One is that there's food physically, like the those that are doing ministry are provided for and not treated like, you know, second-class citizens. And the other thing is that from that, we get fed spiritually in a much greater way. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. that's the call. Bring it in. Bring it all. Yeah. Bring it now. Yeah. Um, then the challenge. Um, the only place really where God says, try me. Yeah. Test me. Yeah. But what is it? The promise. So might get you to talk about the promise, Matt. The promise. Yeah. Um, well, if I read it from the New King James Version, yes, <laughs> which I think is a bit of a double negative and I don't really understand it, and that's why you read out the NLT earlier without criticizing me. Thank you for that, Neil. <laughs> but so the, the challenge so, New King James Version says, Try me now, it says the Lord of hosts, and then it says, 
um, that I will not open. No, no, it says if I will. If, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. Mm. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. And I think, as, we, as you said before, you know, there's that, it's the only time that God says, test me. Mm. And, and it requires that hard attitude of, of bringing everything of ourselves in. And, and, and there's a blessing that flows from that, but it's not why we do it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, so there's, you know, there's that, there's that challenge to be in that space of testing, testing God in mm. that. And, and again, the check, the checking of our heart and our attitude of, about what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it. And, you know, the, the abundance that flows, you know, just, just even thinking about, you know, we, we bring in a tithe that, that is to support the workers rather than being out in the field and that, you know, just even from, from our perspective of, of Cornerstone, you know, what, what is the impact of that if we don't have people here, you know, if we mm. don't have our, have our cafe running, if we don't have someone who's overseeing the ministries and, and investing as much time as we have because we've got, you know, staff on the ground that can do stuff to to invest in the teaching and the and the shepherding of the flock that that God's put in the leadership's care and all that kind of stuff and what you know what does that look like you know we we can all be out there just making a bit of cash mm. really which is what what we're all doing if when it comes down to it if we're out in the field all all we're yeah. doing is is finding a source of income that enables us to survive yep um and line our pockets with stuff that as we've already talked about you can't take it with you yeah you know um and yeah you know what what are we doing with and and the fact that that god owns everything in the first place you know and so what what are we doing with the blessing that god's pouring out on us Mm. already and and surely we want to you know as as christians we want to see god's kingdom increased and you know that the response of love is is that we want to see, you know, our friends, our family members, you know, those who don't know the love that we know mm. to experience that. And so, how can we how can we best do that? Whether that's, you know, even even the the tithe and offering of of bringing our time yeah. and effort to invest in those people that don't know that love. That's right. Yeah. Um, but. But also, you know, there is there is the financial, there is the the other bits that we can bring that enable other people to step into a space that maybe we can't. Yeah. Um. And and so, you know, there's that there is that challenge. You know, that's this is what God's calling us to. And and you know, He says, "Test us, so let's do it." Yeah. You know, like let's let's give up the thing. Uh, give. You know, it's it's about yeah. Is that big, giving giving up of self? Yeah. In response to love, you yeah. know, and we all know that if you love someone, you want the best for them and you That's want right. all of that. And so I guess there's this heart check for us constantly. And as you've said before, it's it's easy for all of us to fall into that place of obligation and just going mm. through the motions. And so, I'll, you know, I've really appreciated, the, I think I've said it before, I've appreciated this series because it's a really great opportunity to reflect on, you know, where's my heart at? What's my attitude towards the different things that I'm doing? Mm. What is... You know, even what is God's purpose in what I'm doing? 
Yeah. Um, how you know how is God using the time and the effort and whatever that I'm investing in all of these different things and how you know what what is the blessing that's coming from God in that and mm. you know so we just got to be in this space of making sure that that we are acting out of that that place of love that we are um, bringing in a tithe that is that is worthy mm. and has the the right attitude and it's not yep. Not out of obligation and not out of fear or yeah. trying to make ourselves look good even. Yeah, that's true. I'm, you know? I'm so good. I'm, doing I'm so good. I've done all of... Look at look at me. I've done all of this stuff. <laughs> Aren't I the best? <laughs> that's right. And and so. what I love is that it's, it's like, guys, I want you to understand. So when we're talking about, you know, again, that whole thing of, you know, it, it's based on this love thing. He's yeah. saying, guys... Just listen. Yeah. If you actually do this, this is what's going to happen. So mm. I'm giving you the option to choose today. Yeah. Um, and it's like almost like he's saying to to us. Yeah. You open the windows of heaven. Um, yeah. And and knowing that the windows of heaven are swinging on the hinges of God's love, it's like that's how they're open. Yeah. Through that love yeah. relationship, and you know, imagine individually that happening in our lives and it, and i don't think it just means any material blessing at all i think it's no. far beyond that yeah where it's the wholeness yeah the wholeness exactly yeah the all-round wellness of us yep. um and rebuking the devourer the things that come and steal from you like whether it's your relationships your finances your family whatever it might be that god's going to stand in the gap yeah he's saying yep watch out devil. yeah yep. um and the result is that all nations will call you blessed. You'll yep. be a delightful land. Now, for me, a delightful land is not necessarily one that's, uh, you know, rich. Mm. Like Saudi Arabia is rich. Um, there's other places that are rich that have very horrible laws Yeah, that might be oppressive and, and mm. things like that. But the delightful land comes from this, that love is now being exposed for what it is. Yeah and being lived out in a community um that that whole whole love and you know i think one of the things that we need to be careful of is which can easily go the other way people can go well we're doing all the right thing like you said before and you start to look down on the people that aren't yeah you know, oh those people they're just yeah. mechanical yeah as soon as that happens you've lost your love for god yeah and your gift becomes tainted. yeah no that's right yeah and so even that can especially i think especially apply in serving yes right yep i'm serving god so much they're doing nothing and as soon as that happens you've lost the whole point you know yeah. that you're actually serving god not man mm. So what does it even matter what anyone else does? <laughs> you know, right. Right. Um, we'd love people to to be engaged in that, but yeah. you know what we can often do is look at trying to change the result without changing the heart, which yeah. is exactly why we have troubles in places like Alice Springs in the Northern Territory where the hearts aren't being changed, and you know for whatever reason they're they're throwing two hundred and fifty million dollars at it, the federal government to try and fix the problem. There's already millions in there. Yeah. It's not going to change a thing. It'll delay the result. Mm. But until people's hearts actually change, yeah, then it's nothing's going to change because they don't love. And yeah. how do you put love into people's hearts? The only way is through. I mean, there's obviously people do love, but if God is love and love comes from God, mm. then that's it. You know, yeah. and and for us as uh, Christians, that 
that should be what the delightful land is so that when people look at the Christian church, yep. rather than being, I mean, I don't know about you, Matt, but do you think the Christian church has such a great reputation in the world? I don't think it does no. because, because of that lack of, lack of true love. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, our humanness getting in the way of the look at me, aren't I great type sort of stuff and again that's you know something that we need to be constantly guarding our our hearts against but you know when you see the community of god actually really loving on people that is like a magnet Mm. you know without having to do really anything people recognize that there's something different and they want to be a part of it and yeah so again that's something we really need to guard um, for each of us as individuals but also for you know each church as a community that we that we are displaying that love and that we're you know, we're getting out of the way. That's, you know, that's mm. a really crucial part that we don't get in the way of what God's trying to do. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, you, you see it happen over and over and over where people get in the way. Yeah. And, and don't present what God is trying to present, you know. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and the fact that here it's sort of saying that the nation's looking on won't yep. be able to actually deny it. No, that's right. They'll be going, we can see your land is amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's delightful. <laughs> yeah. And and you're obviously blessed that there's something, and it would be a someone working on your behalf. Mm. But this goes all the way back to be linked in to bring in the whole tithe. Yeah. You know, and so often we all ask for God's blessing without obedience and it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and I think the picture that, that I had is like, you know, we, we will sometimes just put part of ourselves on the altar and say, God, send your fire, do yep. something amazing. And um, in all honesty, you know, you look at the, the story of Elijah and other, other ones where the whole offering was placed on that altar and the fire of God came down and consumed it because he understood it was all. And, and so, again, going back to that, um, that whole thing about the tithe is actually not a number or a percentage. You can mm. you can make mm. that your way of doing things, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but that's not really what God's asking for. No. You know, He doesn't need a percentage. He needs your love in that offering, mm. saying, "No, God, this is because I love you." And the thing about love and obedience is, like Jesus said, "If you love me, you obey my commandments." So. Often we start out of like, you know, we're first Christians, we're just obeying because we know that's what we should be doing as loving God. Mm. But as we obey, we find that the love of God becomes revealed in that obedience. Yep. And then we begin to obey because we love. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a yeah, such a funny thing. And so it just sort of keeps going. So um yeah, imagine you know, that pe- people are often skeptical of the church. Um, I don't think it's actually um, how would you say it? I don't think it's deserved most of the time. Mm. Uh, in terms of you know, the, the church is actually a beautiful place overall. Yeah. Um, and the people are beautiful because they have God. Um, but they're they're bound to be skeptical at first. But once they get to know who you are, mm. like I know so many people that would be like, oh yeah, the church, this, the church, that. But I like you. You're a Christian, and you're yeah. you're good. Yeah. Well, actually, that is most Christians. Yeah. Because the picture that's being painted is not accurate and reflective of the church in general. But 
it's a preconception. But imagine that, you know, we, we take that opportunity and go, you know what, we're just going to all act in love. Our gifts are going to be love. Our whole church is giving in love. And then the nations look and they go, that's delightful. Mm. I want to be part of that, like you said. So, Matt, I might just get you to finish off reading 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7 and yes. see what that love of nature might look like. Yeah, so it says this. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, it never loses faith and it is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. It's pretty good. It is good. Mm. That's it, mate. That's uh, love, hey? Yeah. Catch you later. Awesome.